0: Hey, as pastor, I am so excited you could join us uh, as we hear and listen to the Word of God. And I'm always hoping and praying that he's going to specifically guide your life and give you the hope and the peace that you cannot give to yourself. He is the power every time he promises to work through this Word. If he has worked in your life, we want to hear about it. Please email us, let us in, encourage us uh, by emailing office.amazinglove at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to support this ministry, make messages like this ongoing, uh, go to our giving tab online or download the app. Go to the app store and search Amazing Love Luther. But now, may you continue to grasp how wide, high, and deep and long is the love of Christ in this for you. Thank you. friends, it's good to see you this morning. And uh, I believe there are questions without answers. For example, uh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I don't know, but I think it's a lot. Or what about this one, um, if a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound? I think this one actually does have an answer. Yes, it does. Just because you weren't there to hear it, does... Still made a sound, but there there are questions without answers. There are also fads that come and go, some of which you may understand and some of which you may not. One of the fads that I do not understand completely is this thing. How many have a fidget spinner? Okay, okay. No, I, I get why they're there. I just, like, you know, unless I spin it crazy, like, I just... I've understood other fads better. Like, like I understood uh, these slap-on bracelets. They were straight and then they were on your wrist and that's cool, right? Um, I, I understood neon. It's like a color on steroids and it, it even glows because it's so bright. Um, I, I understood jarts. Does anyone remember jarts? That was fun. That was a lot of fun. You have to be careful like most things in life right? You have to be careful, but jarts were good. Um, you know, I understood a lot of phases from the 80s, uh, like bangs. Does anyone remember bangs? And, and I, I love, like, it looks like a detonation. Like, here is the detonation point, and your hair just, whoa, you know? That's when you did it right, my friends. Um, but, but then back to, like, and maybe I'm just too old. These things, not so much. I, I don't, and, and more power to you if you do understand. Um, fidget spinners are in the same category as these. Uh, guy rompers, no, they're they're not okay. And um, and I know there is an dress code for church, and yes, we would still welcome you, but but I just don't think it's wise. So let's just put it in that category. Uh, I don't understand, right? Anyway. Well, just as there are questions without answers and fads that come and go that you may or may not understand. So so then there are also the people that confuse you. Has someone ever been so complicated that you just didn't get what was going down and you tried to read them and you tried to ask the right questions, but you were just confused. I remember being single and trying to remember women. And, and, and then there was this movie that came out with Mel Gibson. And I went into this one, and I'm like, I'm going to take notes, you know, because I don't get it yet, and I'm single, and whatever. And uh, the movie didn't really help. I think they could have made a shorter movie, and it just had a bunch of men saying, we don't know, right? But, but unless I'm one-sided, I mean, gals, you've been confused by guys, right? You, you try to play off guys as like they're simple, and we know everything. No, we're more complex, sorry to tell you, Right? or teens teens and i know we have teens in the building teens we love you teens you're great but but some of the things you do and why you do them we don't understand and part of the reason is because you don't even understand you ask a teen why did you do that i don't know well i don't know either so stop it right but but then children it's okay that you're here because kids isn't it true that there are things mom and dad do that you don't understand right um yeah yeah i remember coffee and coffee would always smell good but then I tasted it as a kid, and I'm like, oh my, this is poison. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, okay, so, so there's questions that we don't have answers to, and there's fads that we don't understand, and there's people we don't understand. And now we're in a spiritual place. And if it's true with fads and it's well, true with questions and true with people, do you think perhaps that when it comes to God, there are going to be areas and there are going to be things that we just don't completely understand? I think so. But we come into this area, and we come to our faith relationship with God, and yet we're still plagued by certain questions. Uh, le- let me ask you, um, what would you like to know about God that you don't already know? Or maybe more particular, because it's not just about the God thing, it's more about like God's activity. What would you like to know about God, um, know, know about your life from God that you don't know? Are there any details of what happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future that that you would like some answers to? And and I remember being on a similar quest. Um, And some of you, I might have told you this. When when I went to seminary, I thought I would go to seminary, come away from seminary, and I would be the God answer man. And and, and you don't worry. If you have a question, I got it covered. I got you guys. Don't worry. I studied really hard for you. You want to know it all? I'm an open book. Here it is. Right? And as I was on my quest to understand everything about God, I came to a lesson, I came to something that I wanted to share with you because I thought it was really helpful. I remember doing this research paper called Deus Absconditus. Deus Absconditus is Latin and it just means the hidden God. It was from the Vulgate translation, the Latin translation of the Bible passage we're going to explore today from Isaiah. And again, it just means that God in some ways is hidden. And I remember reading this book, if this is your topic and there are things and you want to know where to go and where not to go, I read this book called The Foolishness of God and it says the place of reason in the theology of Martin Luther. And the place of reason, as we'll talk about, is is always to stand under the authority of who God is and what Scripture has said. In fact, I was reading another paper uh, for you guys this week and it said this from John Schaller, uh, 1916. He said this, he said, The Scripture nowhere tell us, that we would have in it a complete revelation of God from every point of view. In fact, one seminary professor told me very memorably that if you want to know everything there is to know about God, it's like trying to drink Lake Michigan one glass at a time. You have neither the time nor the capacity. So there is something about the God that I wish you knew. And that is this. The God I wish you knew reveals certain things to us, but then he keeps other things very hidden, as if they were in locked doors that we don't have keys to. This is our experience and our walk with God. And perhaps this isn't incredibly satisfying. But I think once we know the boundaries, there is freedom of where to go and where not to go, and we'll talk about that later. Straight to get into the Word of God, what he says about himself? Let's get into it. It's from the chapter Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. And in this same chapter, Isaiah is prophesying how God will use a world power, uh, King Cyrus of of Babylon, to punish the nation of Israel. And it's crazy world history that God was actually in charge of that. Uh, It's assurance to us that God is still in charge even now, no matter what's going on. Uh, But he was going to use Cyrus to punish Israel. And in the midst of that chapter, uh, we hear this. We hear, and you can follow along here or in your worship folder, we hear truly you are a God who hides himself um, or has been hiding himself, the God and the Savior of Israel. I think that's all I want to cover today. The rest will go on and it will tell you that that God is the creator, that God is better than idols, that, that he is the only Savior and deliverer. But really, I just wanted to share this one verse and tell you, do you know that God in certain ways hides himself? In fact, could you turn to the person next to you and politely say, you don't know it all. You don't know it all. You don't know it all. Some of you, that was way too easy to say. Got to reel it in. You don't know it all. So it is Father's Day, and again, happy Father's Day, and I, I hope, um, hope it's going well for you dads. Um, make brats or whatever it is that good food is, have a day. And um, as and, and I consider Father's Day, I consider what fathers sometimes do. Has your dad or your experience with dad ever been like this, where he told you to do something, and then the reason why was just, well, trust me. An example of this could be like, well, he tells you to go outside, and you don't know what is outside, but go outside, just trust me. And then maybe waiting for you was your first bike. Maybe waiting for you was an ice skating rink that he he made. Maybe waiting for you was something special. Just go outside and trust me, right? Or maybe he just told you to do something, whether it be take on a job or just, just trust me. And, and, and many times, again, he he doesn't give you the answers of why so that you can discover for yourself. Do you know God our Father does this? God, our father, acts like dad. Sometimes he says, go do something, just trust me. Go do something, just trust me. I consider the life of a man named Jonah. Jonah was a prophet, and this is what he heard from God to do. Jonah was told, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because wickedness has come up before me. Now, how much did Jonah want to go and do this? He didn't. He actually went the other way. So God, who's in charge, got a big fish and spin him out and told him to go the other way. In his experience, when he actually did follow, he had the joy of going to this this town and finding that after he preached this word of repentance, they all turned to God. He was witness of one of the greatest conversions that the world has ever seen. A whole nation turned to God because of his going. What a joy that must have been, although he struggled with it a little bit. Friends, there are things that we do know from God and there are things that we don't know from God. Uh, And In between there is a gap. So here's what I know from God. I I know things like love people, right? Does anyone know to love people, love people is good? That actually came from God. Um, Love God above all things. Love him with all your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength. That's actually a thing that we know to do. Pray to God, seek God, uh, read his word. All these things we don't know. But then there's all this category of what I don't know. What's going to happen to my kids? What job should I take? What's in store for me in the future? And and while God reveals many things, he he doesn't have these particulars, and there's a lot of particulars sometimes we would like that we just don't have. And and what stands in in, in the gap and what God makes room for is faith. See, if you knew all of the things that were going to happen, you would have no need for faith. And so this is what I I think about that's true with the God I wish you knew. This point Uh, The God I wish you knew hides things so that you have the need, um, so you have the need for the faith. Faith is the answer. Because I just, I just preached on it. And the joy, (laughs) and the joy of discovering, discovering. So we need faith, and then we'll discover happened in the life of Jesus, didn't it? That There was a man who, who didn't want faith, he wanted sight. His name was Thomas. He has a bad nickname called Doubting Thomas. And after Jesus shows up to him, he gives us something gives us comfort ever since. And he says, you know, you, you believed because you saw. But then this next part was, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. This is the camp that you guys live in, that we live in. Much of what our experience with God is one going to be where we don't see how it works out, we don't know exactly, and yet we believe that He is with us. Our Father plans it this way. But then as I consider parents, are there things that you're kind of glad they didn't tell you about because if they told you it would have scared you to death? For example, if every mom tells their children what childbearing was like, I don't know if we'd have another child, right? I don't know if you ever watched a movie about giving birth, right? That, that's that's scary, right? Or I remember having a job and I'm like, dad, why didn't you tell me how hard it was going to be? And he's like, because you wouldn't have done it, right? You know? I think in a a similar sense, uh, part of the reason Jesus' suffering was so bad is because he knew everything was going to happen. Do you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? The the next day he's going to give his life. He knows every act of betrayal and denial. He knows the nails, he knows the thorns, he knows the flogging. And it's because of this that there is tremendous agony because he knows what is coming. So I actually think it's God's favor upon us that we don't always know what's going to happen next. And this is what is true about the God I wish you knew, that he hides things so that you stride with it in his strength. See, there are things that you and I may go through that if we knew the full story, we probably would have been scared out of our minds ever to start. But the reason we don't have all the details of what's going to happen next is we got to take it each day at a time and see his power as he walks with us and he gets it through. This is the God I wish you knew. hides it I'm not done with dads yet and before I leave dads kids we already talked about coffee but but is there anything that dad would do that you just completely didn't understand when you were growing up for me it was how tired dad could get My, my dad got so tired that he could sit up straight in his chair and fall asleep now, now this was a, a trait that I wanted to have. I wanted to have the ability to go on a car ride, and I don't need a headrest, I don't need anything. I'm just sitting up, and I somehow fall asleep, right? That was incredible. Well, it was something I didn't understand until I got there. Now that I am a dad, sometimes it has happened, and it's usually been on Sundays, where I am sitting straight up, and I have fallen asleep. I understand what I didn't understand before. And and the way you get there is you're so doggone tired that you don't care where you are. Everything's gone, right? But you don't understand until you get there. There are things that you don't understand about mom until you become a mom. In fact, sometimes single people can have the the best parenting techniques and the best parenting tips, but you don't have kids, okay? So um, save it until you get there. And then you may understand why mom or dad or... The same is true of your boss. Have you ever wondered why a boss did a certain thing, why why they acted a certain way until you got there and you were a manager? And you're like, now I understand. I remember vickering at a church in South Carolina. There are things that the head pastor did that I didn't understand, but now totally get it, man. Back to our discussion about God. Only Bruce Almighty had the opportunity to get in the shoes of God, and that was a movie. You and I will never be in his position, and so I believe there are going to be things that we just cannot understand when it comes to his ways and his activity. I was reading from this article, The Hidden God, written by John Treller in 1916, and he was talking a little bit about world governments. Have you ever wondered what God was doing in the stage of world governments I kind of laugh about that. Um, Anyway, um, John Schaller was uh, writing this during the time of Woodrow Wilson. And and he said this. um, He said, When we try to figure out and fit together the individual instances of God's world government to make a complete picture, we soon realize what a futile effort this is. We do not have the various single pieces, but we invariably lack those links needed to complete the picture. Which is to say, you and I, sometimes we have the idea that we know what would be best for this nation. And even then, I believe there's a bit of hubris involved. For if you've ever been in leadership, you know the gray that is involved in leadership. Much less to say, do we know how this government should work in in cohesion with another government in order for God to accomplish what he wants to accomplish? But we struggle. God, why our president? Why are prior president? Why does Illinois not have a state budget after two years? Why, God, why? You know, Job was a man who wrestled with the hidden things of God. Job had everything taken away, um, his children, his wealth, uh, his health. And uh, so much of his book is about his wrestling um, with the hidden things of God. Why was I born? How did this come to be? What are you up to? So do you remember Job's uh, response that he got from God? So God shows up at the end of the book of Job, and uh, he says this. He says, brace yourself like a man. Now that you have questioned me, let me question you, and you will answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. God over and over uses this analogy, even in Isaiah, that that he has made us, that we are his creatures. And just as a a, a potter has the right to make out of clay anything that he wants, so he has made us. And who are we, the the clay moldings, to look at the Creator and say, what are you doing? It's beyond us. So Job, he responded, he said, yeah, surely I talked about things too wonderful for me. Things that were beyond me. So what about you and I? You know, our experience in education, I think, doesn't help us here. Because we have learned, if I just try hard enough in business, I can crack the code. If I just observe things in nature and science, I can put a theory together that explains it. But if we take the same effort and in inertia and try to apply it to God, sometimes we still find a locked door with no answers. What is needed, my friends, is Humility. See, God often praises a childlike faith. And what do children do? Children listen to Dad's voice and they just say, Yeah, Dad, sounds good. And so one of the things we can repent of today are any times we haven't been humble, standing beneath our Creator. Any times that instead of trusting what Dad said and that it's going to work out, that we've doubted and we've wondered and we've cried out. I would love to gain a humble heart. And maybe you would as well. So I encourage you to repent again of an arrogant attitude standing before a creator. Instead, focus on what God has revealed. He has revealed some beautiful things to us. Some things that we can never run to the end of, some things that can fill our minds and give us comfort no matter what is going on in our particulars. There are some beautiful things that he has revealed. In fact, one of the things he has revealed is why he sent Jesus. Why did Jesus come? I don't know if you know John 3:16. It says this. It says, "For God so does anyone know? We know the answer. I don't know what you're doing in my business. I don't know what you're doing in my life. But I know that when you sent Jesus, you sent Jesus because you loved me. You knew my name. You wanted me in the family. How awesome is this? I do know this. We even know why Jesus contented himself to die on the cross. There's a passage in Hebrews that says, for what set before him he endured the cross. For the... This one's a little bit harder. For the joy... There was joy in bearing the cross. You know why? Because on the other side of the cross, He would gain you and I as sons and daughters. That we could someday reign with Him. The joy was fulfilling the will of His Father, which was to save the world. There was joy. That's why He died. And then for the particulars, a life verse, a passage used many times. What is God doing in our particulars? We know that in all things, God works for the... We know this, don't we? In fact, there are certain things we know for sure. When I did a quick thumbnail sketch of the Bible and just my memory, all I see is time and time again people are sinners, rebellious, arrogant, and yet God is merciful. Yet you have the period of the judges, you have um, all the people who rebelled, and, and yet you have a merciful God who is always calling his people and is still calling his people today. You have a merciful God, this we know full well. In fact, even in the passage where God said, some of these things about me are hidden, I'm going to tell you something very important about me. When it comes to Isaiah 45, he said, yes, I'm a hidden God, Um but he also was revealed as Savior at the very same time. So yes, he has been hiding himself, but then he revealed that he is also Savior. This is what they needed to know. To know that even though Cyrus was coming, he was going to save them from that nation and bring them back to Israel. Even though they felt their sin, that he was going to send Jesus, send a Messiah, and save them from guilt. And so they were... To go with what they know. And back to our fill-in. The God I wish you knew then invites you to trust in those things He has revealed. And there's plenty. There's much to explore about God's promises for your future, about God's promises of provision, about God's unfailing love for you. There is much that He has revealed but then there are the closed doors. Well, I wanted to close in an attempt to make this all very helpful for you. And uh, in closing, I wanted to refer to my experience at Disney. How many of you have ever been to Disney, Disneyland, Disney World? I still remember um, one of the favorite things I was looking forward to was the Cinderella Castle. I grew up watching uh, The Little Mermaid, which was the best um, Disney movie. Um, Beauty and the Beast, and you'd always see the Cinderella Castle with that theme song, do-do-do-do-do-do. I think that's how it went. Anyway. (laughs) And so when I visited Disney, the very first thing I wanted to check out and run to was the Cinderella Castle. Well, of course, And before I ever went to Disney, I had dreams of being out on the balcony and yelling to my family. I had dreams of exploring, like, kind of the Biltmore estate. Like, there's this room and that room, and it's just going to be awesome. And so I, I get into Disney, and I run to the Cinderella Castle, and I run through this tunnel, and then I run around it, and then I run around it again. And I'm like, where's the sign to get in? I want to see the castle. I want to be in the balcony. I want to see the rooms. And if you've been to Disney, you know my disappointment. All you have is the tunnel, unless you want to pay a thousand dollars for lunch. And even then it's only one room. So you cannot explore the Cinderella Castle. That thing is a facade. It's a lie. It's disappointing. And while I was frustrated with my experience, there was something that Disney let me explore. It was this glorious thing called Space Mountain. Yes. That I could go in. That they had intricately laid out. There was a story. There was a ride. You could put your hands up. You could put your hands down. You could try to figure out where you're going. It was much more hands-on, and it was awesome. Right? That place was open. There are things that maybe God has hidden from us, and that's okay. Because what I find is that there are freedom in boundaries. And so in your life, there may be these areas that for you are like the Cinderella Castle. Okay, let's just look at Cinderella Castle items. How did evil come into this world? Why did God allow it? How does the Trinity work? There is one God and yet three persons. How is God really present all the time and yet present in special ways in communion and when we worship him? On and on. Why did you allow this to happen in my life? What are you doing right now? What, what, what is in store? Where am I going to work? Who, who am I going to marry? How many kids are we going to have? Um, all of these things, depending on your age, are pretty Hidden. But then there's Space Mountain. You have some general plans for my future, don't you? Well, yeah, I do, says God. There are plans to prosper you and help you, give you hope in a future. There are plans to go to heaven with me. See, uh, Jesus is right now preparing a place. He's preparing a place to, so that as he went, he's going to come back and he's going he's gonna to take us to be where, where he is. And you have some some things about provision. You, you said that, that you feed birds and, and you clothe flowers. And so, so I'm, I'm confident that, that you're going to provide for me, even though I, I don't always know what that provision looks like. And, and you said something about my worth. You said I'm priceless. If, if Jesus was willing to die for me, it means that I am truly of, of in, insurpassable worth. It's unquantifiable how much you value me and love me. See, there are things, and there's this joy of the journey of where we can go based on what God has given us. And the true source for all of these things is the word of God. In fact, the same prophet Isaiah, he said said this to us. He said, seek the Lord then while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. And so we are to seek him, but where and while he is found, which is in the word of God. To open up often and hear of our Father's activity for us. To open up often and explore the whys and the ways of God. But then in humility. To trust that if God didn't tell us, then it's none yet, Which is none business. <laughs> that you have the need to know, the need not to know, and you don't need to know. To be okay with that. Let's say I'm still going to trust you, Father. You're still going to be good because of all that you have revealed. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, uh, this is hard because it takes humility. And yet Jesus showed us what humility was. Jesus followed your word. When, When you showed him that there was no other way but the cross, he obeyed. And he trusted, and there was joy. Lord, when we don't understand, would you give us the power to trust in you and to still follow? And Lord, I just ask that there would be comfort over the revealed knowledge that we are your children, that we are loved, that we are redeemed. Please speak specifically into everyone's hearts of what they should do with this words, and guide them. In Jesus' name, amen.